My Seven Chakras, Episode 77. Many had ventured farther and done so in finer style, bothered me not. My journey was my own, and I found it to be quite spectacular. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, action takers? AJ here, and welcome back to another episode of My 7 Chakras, where our main focus is to provide you the best tips, advice, and insights on how to transform your life by harnessing the power of nature and ancient wisdom. You know, the main reason for our show is you, the action taker. And every time I get a new review on iTunes or an email or a Facebook post, It just brightens my day. Just yesterday, our show got a new iTunes review from Haley, who says, Thanks to my seven chakras, I have completely transformed every moment of each day in my life. It's so exciting to start each new podcast and learn something valuable and exciting all at the same time. Thank you so much, Aditya, for such an amazing podcast and opening up my world to things I know I would have never been able to experience or understand otherwise. I'm truly forever grateful. Haley, thank you so much. I am so glad that our show has brought excitement and amazement into your life because that's what I think life is all about. To wake up each day excited and yearning to jump back into your adventure to learn, grow and transform. So thank you so much for listening. So before we move on to today's episode, I have just one request. I am totally committed to taking my seven chakras to a whole new level, but I just want to create content that you like and need the most. Especially if you love the show, I have one question for you, just one. What is your single biggest challenge as far as health and wellness is concerned as on today? I repeat, what is your single biggest challenge as far as health and wellness is concerned as on today? Send me an email to aj at myseventchakras.com with your name, the city that you're from and one major challenge that you're currently facing as far as your health is concerned. Again, my email address is aj at my S-E-V-E-N-C-H-A-K-R-A-S dot com. I read and reply to all emails. So even if it's just one or two sentences, send me an email and give me a chance to serve you. All right, let's move on. Today, I am super charged up to bring you our featured guest, Lisa Ryan. So Lisa, are you ready to inspire? Yes, I am. Wonderful. So award-winning speaker and author, Lisa Ryan is a nationally recognized gratitude expert who helps individuals and organizations create positive change by harnessing the power of gratitude. By focusing on how to show appreciation, she teaches the value of thankfulness to the self, health, relationship with others, and wealth. So Lisa, I've given our listeners a short intro, but is there anything more that you'd like to add for our action takers? You know, it really works in that when we look at gratitude, it does affect every single area of our lives. Mm. And there are simple practices. Gratitude is very easy to do. 
it's also very easy not to do. So as action takers, it's critical that through the time of the year listening to this conversation, that you come up with just one of the strategies, one idea that you commit to yourself that you're going to take action on. Wonderful. So thanks a lot for that intro. Now, Lisa, today is a very special show because you are going to talk about the power of gratitude, not just feeling grateful once in a while, but starting a practice of gratitude. Uh, but to help but to help us get there, we need some inspiration. So Lisa, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And tell us how you apply this quote to your everyday life. My favorite quote is one that, get, that I get to see every day in my office. Mm-hmm. It's by my favorite artist, Marcus Pearson. And he has a, a painting that I have on my wall. And it says, that many had ventured farther and done so in finer style bothered me not. My journey was my own, and I found it to be quite spectacular. And every time I think about that quote, you know, I look at sometimes when I'm comparing myself to people that I perceive that their lives are better or that their lives are, that they have more money or they have, you know, better looking houses or whatever. I realize that the journey that I'm on is truly my own and it's pretty darn spectacular. Mm -hmm. What really caught my attention was that I found my own journey to be quite spectacular and it's so profound because listeners it's so easy to compare yourself with somebody else compare yourself with somebody else's wealth with somebody else's knowledge intelligence relationship wise as well and when you do that you don't really see that person's own journey you know the struggles that they face the challenges that they faced and where they have reached how long they've taken but you just compare Directly, And that's, I think, in my opinion, wrong, because you are running a race. That's correct. But you're running a race with your own self. So take some time to compare where you were two years from now or five years from now. And you will realize quite like this wonderful quote that your journey is quite spectacular. So thanks a lot for sharing that with us. Uh, and with that, let's jump in. What's, what inspired you to start your organization I actually went to a uh, four-day intensive seminar with a couple of my friends, and it included a fire walk. Now, it was my second fire walk because, you know, I need mm-hmm. feel the need to walk across hot coals every 20 years, whether I need to or not. But we were, <laughs> we were coming back from this seminar, and we were just jacked up. We were excited because of all the things that we learned and all the plans that we had. And we also knew that unless we took action immediately – that life would happen and we would go right back to where we were. Mm -hmm. So my friends and I decided to open up a Facebook thread and we said, well, let's share things that we learned at the seminar, you know, people we met, experiences that we had. And then one of my friends said, well, why don't we write down three things that we're grateful for? And so we did that every day. We held each other accountable. And it was that single practice of looking for the good, of knowing that I had to share three things with my friends that long after that practice subsided on Facebook with them, I continued the practice and it has profoundly changed my life on every single level. That's 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 powerful because you've just started today's episode and you're dropping so many value <laughs> bombs. That's wonderful. Firstly, you went for a four-day intensive seminar. So that speaks so much about you because uh, listeners going to a seminar, a workshop is really powerful because you don't know who you're going to meet or what you're going to learn at that seminar. And uh, I haven't 
haven't done the fire walk but i've done what is called a glass walk and uh, something like a arrow where you break the arrow just with you know the power of your conviction in another uh, workshop but i think the point is that you push yourself beyond your comfort zone meet new people meet strangers and then you realize wow that person is just like me and you or you started a facebook group or you started posting on facebook and you found similar people in your space and ask them to hold you accountable and that's so powerful because sometimes you set goals and then we forget as we go on but when you have somebody in your space who knows what your goals are they hold you accountable and that really helps you leap forward not walk but leap forward thanks a lot for sharing you're very welcome now you've been studying and researching the power of gratitude for so many years now and i noticed that while you agree that gratitude is a feel good emotion you say that if practiced regularly gratitude can help us massively so could you give us an overview of some of the benefits sure when i first started keeping my gratitude journal there were things that i started to notice you know i was in medical sales at the time and i noticed that customers that i hadn't talked to for months were calling me you know hey mm. can you come in and sell us some stuff you know what i will be right there um There were two large facilities that I'd been calling on for a couple of years that seemed to close effortlessly. I noticed a huge difference in my husband you know, with his being more verbally appreciative. So all of these things would change, but the only thing that I had really changed was that practice of gratitude. So that's when I started the research because it is so much more than a feel good emotion mm-hmm. and i came across studies that showed that people that have a regular practice of gratitude are actually not only 25% happier but they suffer fewer physical ailments there are studies that show that people that practice gratitude have um when they have neuromuscular diseases when they have autoimmune diseases they not only feel better but they also fare better in the long run they're able to um heal themselves because they're focusing on the good things in their lives instead of you know what's going and instead of what's wrong they've shown studies with children You know, we live in this immediate gratification in this entitled society, but when we start with our kids of being able to say, "Hey, you know, Johnny, how was your what good happened to you today? Mm-hmm. Tell me something nice that happened to you today." Because we're wired for negativity, if I ask Johnny how his day was, he's going to go immediately go into, "Oh, well, this happened and this happened and you know, <laughs> you get all the negativity." So, simply by focusing on and looking for the good, so it helps you from the self standpoint, you know, it changes our perspective because we get focused on looking for the good. it does have those health benefits not only the uh, diseases that i talked about but from uh, strengthening your heart strengthening your immune system relationships with others that again my relationship with my husband was was always good but the fact that we've been doing this finding ways to appreciate each other mm-hmm. Scott and I are going to be celebrating 20 years of marriage this year and i still feel like a newlywed because we don't take each other for granted and finally it affects us from a wealth standpoint because instead of moaning and groaning and focusing on the things that we don't have we look at the many blessings that we do starting where we are where it just might be running water or electricity or having a house or a warm bed the things that we take for granted when we start to literally focus on those and give gratitude for that 
we attract more. So you mentioned that you maintain a gratitude journal and you automatically begin to notice that customers were all of a sudden calling you and then you notice your husband also was more appreciative. And I say this during the shows, but it's not, it's never enough because Dr. Wayne Dyer said, when you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at begin to change as well. So it seems like you're going through the same experience. And also it's such a gift for children to live in a household where the parents are so positive and so grateful for everything they have. It really changes the whole dynamics. And I'm sure that those children, when they become adults, when they become leaders of tomorrow, they're going to have a different outlook. Isn't it? Yes, absolutely. We start them young because otherwise, you know, they think that mom and dad's car and mom and dad's iPad and mom and dad's stereo and 80 inch television or whatever, all that stuff magically appears <laughs> you know, without the work that goes behind it. So when we can start looking for the good and acknowledging the many blessings that we have and really put, you know, showing the work that goes into achieving those goals, you're doing your children much, much more of a service than just letting them continue to assume that everything comes easy. Now, you spoke about a daily gratitude journal. So for somebody who's new to the space of gratitude and the practice of gratitude, what advice do you have for somebody who is maybe who wants to start a daily gratitude journal? Okay, there's actually two different journals that you can do. The first one Um, is the morning journal. And basically that, you know, you have your journal sitting next to your bed, and I'm not telling you to write for hours and hours. It's five sentences, five sentences beginning with, I am grateful for. So, and and trying to add some detail to it, because if every day I wrote, I'm grateful for my husband, I'm grateful for my house, I'm grateful for my cats, (laughs) you know, it, it, it gets really boring. So instead being able to write that I'm so grateful of spending a night watching television with my cat sitting on my lap, you know, to get into that expression of that feeling of gratitude. But the thing that's cool about the morning journal is that you can be grateful in advance. Mm -hmm. For example, when I'm doing a speaking engagement, that morning in my journal, I will write, I am so glad that I rocked the presentation, you know, for this organization. So it sets that positive expectation of what's going to happen for the day. The second type of journal then is the evening journal, which actually could be the more difficult of the two, Because with that journal, what I do, you know, last thing before you go to sleep at night, before you turn the light off, to take that journal and to write down five good things that happened during the day. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have had a particularly hard day, this is very hard to do. And the thing is that when you start to focus on the good things that did happen, you can always find them and it helps you to go to sleep in a much more positive frame of mind. There's been research that shows that people that have a gratitude practice are actually not only awake less time before they fall asleep, they sleep more soundly, and they awaken more refreshed. So we really want to put those positive thoughts into our subconscious mind before we spend six or eight hours, you know, letting that subconscious mind create things during while we're, while we're sleeping. Mm-hmm. So action takers... You're not writing a 10,000 word ballad. <laughs> it's just five sentences about what you're grateful for and what's that magical thing or magical things that you're looking forward to happening during that day. Are you going to give a speech? Are you going to meet somebody special? Are you going to meet with a 
client or are you going to give a pitch for a new business presentation whatever that is it doesn't have to be long it is really short but once you start writing that's when you feel better and you think better as well and then in the evening the evening journal is five things that happened well during that day start with the most obvious thing that happened during that day and then the more profound things that happened during the day will automatically come through your pen onto the paper. Yep. So thanks a lot for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. You know, and I, I want to bring up a point. I was doing one of my seminars when I was talking about the gratitude uh, practice and this lady was so, got really upset with me. She almost <laughs> started yelling at me and she said, you know, what do I, what do you expect me to give up to do this practice as a result? My plate is full. What do you want me to give up? And I just looked at her and I said, two minutes of sleep. This is not a a huge, long practice. This is the gift that you give yourself, writing down those five sentences, either first thing in the morning, last thing at night. That's how you're going to start your day or end your day. But literally, it's two minutes or less. Give yourself that gift. Wonderful. Now, diving deeper, you you speak about the acronym SHOW, which stands for Self, Health, Others, and Wealth. Talking more about health, Could you share a bit about the research or the science? What does science have to say about the health benefits from practice of gratitude? Um, The Institute of Heart Math, which is in California, actually have done a lot of studies on our basic emotions and its impact on our health. Mm -hmm. And in one of the studies, what they did is they took a look at frustration and appreciation and its impact on our heart. Mm -hmm. So they took a random group of people, hooked them up to um, monitors, and they put them through a period of frustration, and then they measured their heart rate variability, which is basically the space between the heartbeats. And if you can imagine what a lie detector test looks like, where it's kind of like jaggedy and all over the place, that's what frustration looks like from a heartbeat standpoint. That same group of people, they put them through a period of appreciation And it evened out. It was this beautiful, even wave that you could dramatically see the difference as you can see the calm that appreciation brings to you physically. And we all know that stress is killing us. So the the more that we can find the good and take ourselves out of the stress response through yoga, through using the breath, through a gratitude practice, that's what's going to help us to remain healthier because we're not succumbing to the damage that stress does to us. So this test is really wonderful, A, because they're measuring the heart rate variability, which is the intervals between the heartbeats. And what was impactful was that the report that came out from a person who was frustrated was that it was very haphazard and jaggedy, as you mentioned. But the report from that, who a person who was very appreciative, uh, the reports were very calm, very uh, natural and wonderful to look at. Right, And this just speaks to uh, the state that this person was in that reflects in the person's heart rate variability as well. Yes. Now, uh, what stood out for me was the fact that you teach people strategies for completing the gratitude cycle, right? Not just a practice of gratitude, but a gratitude cycle, both in giving and in receiving of appreciation because giving out gratitude is one thing but I can imagine people having a challenge or just feeling a bit confused about how to properly receive appreciation. So what advice do you have for such a person? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? 
it it's really starts with our language. And it's funny because I do this in every corporate event that I'm at where we do a little activity where we talk about thank you. You know, when somebody says thank you, the proper response is, of course, you're welcome. But think about all the things that people say instead. Oh, it was nothing. No worries. No problem. (laughs) You know, just doing my job. Yep. You know, we make up all these things. When somebody says thank you, they are giving you a gift. And when you look at them and say it was nothing... You are taking that gift and you are throwing it back at them. Mm-hmm. Simply acknowledge that thank you with your welcome. Complete that cycle. Now, you can also use my pleasure. You know, that's another um, acceptable response. People will say, well, what about any time? And it's not really, any time is a little generic. It really doesn't get to the heart like your welcome does, like my pleasure does. And there's one other thing that people do all the time, which drives me up the wall, is when somebody gives you a sincere compliment. They look at you and they say, AJ, that is a beautiful shirt you're wearing. Mm -hmm. You know, again, proper response, thank you. But instead, we try to be all humble and we say, oh, this whole thing, oh, I got it on sale. (laughs) Oh, I've had it forever. Oh, it's a little ratty. When you think about what you're saying, when I say, AJ, that's a beautiful shirt you're wearing, and you say, oh, this whole thing, you are basically telling me that I'm an idiot for liking your shirt. Okay? <laughs> true, true. So think about it. The correct response when somebody gives you a sincere compliment is thank you. It's a complete sentence. We say thank you, period. And then we shut up. Mm-hmm. Think about what you're doing. Now, you can be expansive. Like if I said to you, AJ, that's a beautiful shirt. And you say, oh, I'm so glad you like it. It's one of my favorites. We can expand to the positive, but again, because we're wired for negativity, too often we go to the opposite end of that and we don't accept that sincere appreciation. Simply by changing your language, it makes a huge difference. I had one of my clients that we did that. We brought up the point of the thank you and saying you're welcome and getting out of the habit of saying no problem, no worries, it was nothing. They brought me back six months later And the manager told me that he was still seeing a difference in the way they talked to each other because they were much more polite and respectful because they changed their language. Those simple words. So there you go, listeners. Words are powerful. Receive your gift. When someone says thank you, say you are welcome. Acknowledge that you've added value to their life. You've worked hard to make their life better and you have their good interest in mind. So say you are welcome. But Lisa, let's say a person is stuck in a slump, is feeling down and maybe a little depressed at this point. At this point, feeling grateful is the last thing on their on that person's mind, right? right? So is there a health tip that you can suggest for getting out of that situation? Well, I am not the person that is going to tell you to slap on a happy face and pretend that nothing ever happens because, you know, life does True. and bad things happen to us and we get angry and we get frustrated and we get sad and whatever. When we're in the rawness of that emotion, when it's happening to us, give yourself permission to feel whatever that raw emotion is, but give yourself a time limit. You know, have your pity party, invite friends, you know, (laughs) but when you're ready, force yourself to at some point say, okay, I've gotten past the rawness. What is one good thing 
that I can find in this situation or what is one good thing I can find in my life. I had a friend of mine who shared with me one of her clients that she was working on with a gratitude journal and that her client was in such a dark place that the only thing that it took her about 45 minutes to find one thing that she could be grateful for. Mm -hmm. And what she found to be grateful for was basically the color of her nail polish. It was the only thing in her life at that moment that she liked. But the thing is, the next day, she was able to find one more thing. And the next day, another thing. When we get in the habit of looking for the good of really focusing on what that one good thing is. Maybe you can't get to three. Maybe you can't get to five. Maybe where you are in your life, you're just starting out with this practice and you are in that same type of dark space. Give yourself some time in that. But if mm-hmm. you find yourself that's you're wallowing and you're getting stuck, to look for one good thing. And like I said, it might be the fact that you have two legs, you can walk down the hallway. It might be the fact that when you turn on a light switch, electricity happens. It might be the fact that you have running water and flushing toilets or whatever it is. But start where you're at. And when you start where you're at with the very basics of the things that you can find to be grateful for, it does get easier to find the next thing and the next thing. Wonderful. So thanks a lot for that powerful health tip. Now, there are no great people in this world, only great challenges which ordinary people arise to meet. This is a powerful quote by William Halsey Jr. This round is about looking at a challenge or a barrier or even a failure in a different way because learning from a challenge helps us avoid reinventing the wheel so when that challenging moment does come in your life maybe just maybe you recall one of the challenges discussed during this round and come out triumphant so lisa take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge how did you approach the challenge and finally how did you overcome it it was about a year after my gratitude practice started again i was in medical sales at the time i was having a great year And I was invited to an organizational announcement. Now, I didn't think anything of it because, you know, I was number five in the company. I was well on my way to winning the sales trip for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I knew that something was amiss when I talked to my girlfriend and she said, hey, the conference call has been switched to 1130. Mm -hmm. And I said, really, I didn't get that email. And she said, you weren't on the list. So when I called in for the call, which I later found out there were 12 people on the call, Basically, the company that I had been with for seven years told me that they were going through severe financial problems. The company was going to lose $10 million that year, and your position has been eliminated effective immediately. Mm -hmm. Please stay off the phone so our outplacement firm can call you, and we're not going to answer any questions. You'll have to wait till you get your package from FedEx, and then HR will call you. Goodbye. Click. Mm -hmm. It was so devastating as I'm sitting in my office listening to this, thinking this can't be happening. I was pinching myself, thinking that it was a dream I was going to wake up from. But then I knew that I had been doing this gratitude practice for a year, and my inner guidance said, Lisa, meditate on this. So I sat back, I closed my eyes, I asked myself, what can I find to be grateful for in this situation? And my goal list from 1989 popped into my head. It's about 80 different items on the list. The first one was to buy a house. Check, we had done that. The second one was to become a professional motivational speaker. 
and the third one was to write a book. Mm-hmm. And it was almost at that moment, literally within an hour of my losing my very lucrative job, that I realized that goals that had been on my goal list for more than 20 years could finally come to fruition. And since then, you know, I'm the author of eight books. I'm traveling around the country, hopefully soon around the world, doing what I love to do, talking about gratitude, bringing a message that the world needs to hear. But, you know, I knew at that moment down to the core of my being that this was what I was supposed to do. And when my medical sales position was eliminated, it was on that day, October 12, 2010, that Gratigy was formed. I didn't want, number one, I didn't want any corporation to be able to do that to me again. And number two, I knew that I had been given a gift to finally be able to do my life's work. If it wasn't for that power of gratitude, I feel that I could have gotten stuck, that I could have gotten into that mode of wallowing where so many people that I have met that have lost their jobs who have been in transition go through. But when you look for the good and you ask yourself the question, what can I find to be grateful for in this situation? It was absolutely life-changing. Mm-hmm. So looking back now, what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners? My, the life lesson is that that gratitude practice, even if you don't feel any different, it starts to change your energy and it, it changes the way that you look at things. That simple two-minute practice that I began with friends with no expectations has literally been transformational. And there are times when I'm on the road or I travel a lot where I kind of get out of the habit or I miss a couple days. And I'll tell you, when I miss a couple days, I feel it. It's something will be going on. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on? And then I'm like, oh, got to get back to my gratitudes. And the instant I do, life picks up again. It's an amazing practice. And, um, You know, sometimes I have a lot of friends that are in the speaking and coaching business. And I know when I first started speaking, my friends would be like, oh, that gratitude journal thing, that's Lisa's thing, you know, and they never did it. (laughs) And a couple years into it, probably about three years into my business, in one week, two of my close friends called me and they said, you know, Lisa, I've been going through kind of a difficult time. And, you know, you've been yakking about this darn gratitude practice for as long as I've known you. And I said, what the heck? I'm going to give it a try. And they're like, oh, my God, you're not going to believe what's going on with my life. This is incredible. And I'm like, <laughs> um, that's why I tried to tell you about it three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so even if you don't believe that it will make a difference, it really does. It's having that faith and taking action and finding the good. And even if you don't no- notice the difference... The stories that I hear from people as far as other people seeing it in them. Mm -hmm. Wow, what's up with you? What has changed? Why are you so happy? Why, you know, what's going on in your life? Because it's noticeable. It's no, if you don't notice it, believe me, other people will. You mentioned that you lost your job. You thought you were in a dream and you pinched yourself hoping to wake up from that dream. But then you went back to your powerful gratitude practice to understand what good can this situation have for you and you want to ask this powerful question and by really sharing a story you have provided us with one more powerful tool to handle a challenging situation action takers this does not mean that we won't have challenges in the future but what Lisa has given us is the power of perspective. And action takers, this brings us to the second last round for today. This round is about finding your life's 
true calling so let's gather around the beachside bonfire as we listen to another story about what it's like to find your life's purpose calling or mission depending what on what you term it to kick start this round i'm going to share a quote on this topic by roman philosopher seneca who once said when a man does not know what harbor he is making for let me rephrase it when a man or a woman does not know what harbor he or she is making for no wind is the right wind so my question to you lisa is have you found your life's calling and if yes what is your life's calling at this point in time my life's calling is to change the world one thank you at a time um, as I told you before, when I was going through and seeing my goal list from 1989, my goal list said that I was that I wanted to be a professional speaker, and I never knew what I was supposed to speak about. I was in sales my whole career, but that really didn't inspire me to speak about that. Mm-hmm. And I had done some network marketing my career, but again, not something that I really wanted to to you know build as a speaking career. And when I discovered this practice of gratitude, it was like I knew to the core of my very being that this was the message that I was supposed to bring. And even at the beginning, I had one of my friends who was a successful business owner. When I was telling her how I was going to bring gratitude into corporate America and to create this culture of appreciation in the workplace, she gently patted my arm and she said, you know, Lisa, no one's ever going to pay you for that. (laughs) And and it didn't matter because I would have done it whether people did or not because it was what I was supposed to do. And I'm very grateful to say five years later that, you know, I am making a living doing what I love, finding my passion and following that. But it's so much more. It's the messages that I get from people who are subscribed to my gratitude thought of the week, those little short inspirational messages that are reminders to look for the good and the changes that have come as a result of the work that I'm doing that I hear through others. And that's how I know that, you know, I I can't imagine doing anything other than what I'm doing right now. So looking back at your life now, was there ever a particular moment beyond which you knew without a doubt that your life was about to change. Take us back to that moment. You know, it, it's funny. The moment that really comes to mind was the moment that I laid eyes on my husband. Um, I was actually in another relationship. I had seen, I saw my husband from across the gym, and it literally felt like fireworks were going out of the top of my head. And I went to my girlfriends and I said, I've just seen the most beautiful man that I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) And my girlfriends, oh, Lisa, you say that all the time. Stop. And I said, oh, no, you don't understand. And the next day, without ever even making eye contact with Scott, I broke up with the guy that I had been dating. And uh, it was a, a couple weeks later, I made eye contact. A couple weeks after that, I started a conversation with him. Um, seven months later, we were married. And like I said, this year, we're celebrating 20 years of marriage. And he is the most, um, he's the biggest blessing in my life. He's my soulmate. He's my best friend. Um, Without him, I would not have been able to build the business that I have built because of his guidance and support. And at the beginning, when you're an entrepreneur getting off, um, you know, getting a business off the ground to have that stable income coming in. But um, I won an award last week for I was nominated and and awarded the corporate event speaker of the year where I live here in Northeast Ohio. 
And it was a privilege and an honor to win that award. But the best part of the evening was when I came back to my husband and I hugged him and his face was wet with tears. That's what life is all about. My work would be nothing without having that that partner, that person that means the world to me. And I'm, I'm blessed that I'm able to do what I do. And I'm blessed to be able to have him. The moment I saw Scott, my life changed. Well, thanks a lot for that inspiring story. It totally changes everything if you have a partner who supports you no matter where you are in life, in a business situation or in a tough job or in a tough situation in general. Somebody who is always there at home when you come back to hug you and to really, uh, you know, make you a, a better person each day. So thanks a lot for sharing. And with that, Lisa, we have come to the very end of today's episode. This round is our rapid fire round, aka the wisdom round. Are you ready? Yes, I am. <laughs> what is the best advice you have ever received? <laughs> it's kind of funny advice, but it still cracks me up every time I hear it. One of my girlfriends told me before I got married, never do anything at the beginning of, beginning of a marriage that you don't want to be doing 20 years from now. <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> um, And I don't know. It just, to me, I, I looked at it. And one of the things that Scott and I had very early in our marriage is that he does the lawn I do the laundry, okay? <laughs> so in 20 years, I've never cut the grass. Now, granted, he has done the laundry, so that's fun. But um, So that's from a marriage standpoint. But really, along those same lines, as far as wisdom, is never, ever, ever take the person that you love for granted. So many times in our relationships, you know, as we get into those long-term relationships, we um, start to just take, assume that that person's going to be there. Or we're not as complimentary to them, or we don't thank them for doing the little things that we used to do, that we don't spend the time doing the things that they like to do, and we grow apart because of that. When we can get to a point like reading the book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, and, fi- and discovering ways to communicate in a way that fills that partner's love tank, I think that that, as far as from a serious wisdom piece, is the best advice that I can give. You know, always, always let the people know that you care about them. None of us are given another day. We don't know if the last conversation we're going to have with somebody will be the last conversation that we'll ever have with that person. So make it a good one. Name a personal habit that contributes to your well-being. I get up every morning before my feet hit the ground. I do write down my five sentences for which I am grateful in my gratitude journal. And then I actually do um, three pages of journaling on my own, just self-expression, letting it go. Um, then I do my exercise, my meditation, and I make a smoothie. Mm-hmm. So that, that actually answers my next question as well about your morning ritual. So I'll, I'll take that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. That's my morning ritual. <laughs> so if you had to recommend one book for our listeners, just one book, what would it be? Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, without question. That book to me um, changed my life the first time I read it back in the late, 80s. Um, Napoleon Hill interviewed, uh, it was published in uh, 1937. Uh, Napoleon Hill was a journalist in the 1920s. He had the opportunity, because he met Andrew Carnegie, to interview 500 of the world's wealthiest men to find out how they achieved their success. 
And Think and Grow Rich is a culmination of more than 20 years of that work where he came up with 13 success principles as far as to, chapter one, book one, to have that burning desire to love what you do, to have to be decisive, to have strong associations, to gain knowledge, all these things that are easy to incorporate into our lives, but it's it's classic self-development literature that I know has changed my life. And if I was stranded on a desert island with one book, that would be it. It's wonderful. It's funny. I've been doing a little series where I've been reading excerpts from this book for our listeners. Uh, and this is a powerful book. So listeners, grab this book if you haven't already. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I'll have this in the show notes as well. Again, action takers, to access the show notes, go straight to myseventchakras.com slash 7777 is in digits. And also sign up for our newsletter. We've got some really exciting content lined up for you in the near future to help you begin your human revolution. Now, we've got a lofty goal here to transform a million lives over the next five years. And I can't do all of this myself. So if you can, share this episode on Facebook and Twitter, even if it's just a single share, so that we can spread this message faster than ever. Once again, the link is my S-E-V-E-N chakras, C-H-A-K-R-A-S dot com slash seven seven. So Lisa, it was so great having you on our show today. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for and also tell us the best way we can find you. I am really grateful for having the opportunity to do what I love to do for a living. I, I just really am grateful for my life. I, I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful that I have both parents. Uh, I know that that's a lot of things, but it's all encompassing. I, I'm just really grateful. And as far as getting a hold of me, my website is gratigy.com, which is G-R-A-T-E-G-Y.com. Gratigy actually stands for Gratitude Strategies. And um, on the gratigy.com website, you can actually sign up for Gratitude Thought of the Week, which is a short inspirational message that seems to show up exactly when you need it. It's my gift to you and, and to your listeners. So action takers, as you heard today, just being grateful whenever the moment occurs isn't enough. You need to get into a powerful practice. You need a disciplined approach and you need something that has been tested over and over and over again so that you get the results that you deserve. Listeners, you need a strategy for gratitude a strategy. So in case you want to learn more, visit www.grategy.com. That's grategy.com. And the link is going to be there in the show notes as well. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on our show today, talking to us about the power of gratitude and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. You are very welcome, my friend. You're listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.